This is Sounds on Vinyl, the podcast that celebrates the best rock, metal, and punk music on vinyl. And now, here's Mike and Phil. Hey everyone, welcome to a special edition of Sounds on Vinyl. My name is Phil Boyer, and with me, as always, is my buddy Mike Svensson. As you probably have heard by now, Bob Kulik has passed away. And since Mike and I had the chance to meet him very recently in Las Vegas, we wanted to do a tribute to this musician who may not have the name recognition as some, but his contributions to the music world will forever live on. Uh, Bob Kulik took a chance in late 1972 and auditioned for the lead guitar spot in a then new band called Kiss. The band with Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, and Peter Chris was very impressed by his performance. However, the more flamboyant Ace Freely, who auditioned immediately after Bob, was chosen to fill the spot. Ace had exactly what the ad in the Village Voice stated, wanted guitarist with flash and ability. Kulik later played on several Kiss albums, including Alive 2, three of the five studio tracks, All-American Man, Rockin' in the USA, and Larger Than Life. He also played lead guitar on Paul Stanley's 1978 solo album and on the compilation album The Killers in 1982 on all four new studio tracks, Nowhere to Run, I Am Legend Tonight, Partners in Crime, and Down on Your Knees. In 1989, he toured with the Paul Stanley solo tour. He's always been a part of the Kiss family since his brother Bruce Kulik played with Kiss from 1984 and through 1995. So, Mike, I know you have a lot to share tonight, but before I hand it off to you, I wanted to let everybody know that in honor of Bob's passing, we will not be having the tweet chat today. But that said, if you want to share a story or say something about Bob, feel free to head over to Twitter and use the sounds on vinyl hashtag and share your insight, your knowledge, your stories, all that good stuff. And with that, Mike, I hand it over to you. Right. Thanks buddy. Well, it's a sad day for all KISS fans. We lost a family member that played a very important role in KISS history. So uh, I'm going to bring you back to where it all started. As Phil mentioned before, in 1972, Bob was there in New York at 10 East 23rd Street in New York City where uh, KISS had their rehearsal space. He was one of the guitar players that tried his luck, and he was actually in the room where the magic happened. And Ace Freely was auditioning right after Bob, and there are some different stories of what really went down, but it's sort of like Bob has denied the, the more, um, <laughs> how would you say it? Ace is sort of like in his right mind, uh, and his nickname is Space Ace, of course. And then uh, one of the stories is that he opened the door, and then he just went his way right into the, across the room, and then plugged in and started to playing 
during Bob's rehearsal or, or during, during Bob's audition. But uh, then later Bob denied that and he said he waited for his turn. But lo and behold, it, it was Ace that got the position. But the funny thing here is that he became friends with the rest of the band. So even though he didn't get the part as a, a guitar player for Kiss, he he became friends with the rest of the, of the guys, and and uh, uh, they must have kept in in touch all those years. Because in 1977, uh, they called him up when it was time to do a live two, and by that point, Ace was probably pretty out of it with booze and drugs and and sometimes he just didn't feel like playing at all so they had to bring someone in and that's when they called bob of course there must have been something there because the guys really liked and in the obvious kept in touch and and he became like the guy you can depend on to to do his parts so uh yeah well that's the beginning of that story well, you know, Phil, me and Kiss, we go hand in hand. So I. <laughs> that, that, that you do. Yeah. So I thought about the latter stuff that, that he did w- with, with the band and, and so forth. And it's, it's, and like you said, we met him in Las Vegas in, in the early 2018. And I got a chance to talk to him about, his relationship with Gene and Paul foremost. And, and he said he, he, he was seeing the, those guys off and on and, and uh, having dinner with them and, and so forth. And, and he was really proud of all the stuff that, that he did. And as you mentioned before, and he, he came and went with, with the KISS yeah, Kiss band. Uh, I say Kiss band because it's all, only like Paul and Gene at part because everybody's out of in and out of the band. But Gene and and Paul was the ones that stood their ground. So we're talking about the the compilation. Why they did that is because there was nothing going on. They have made the elder. Uh, just the year before, and and it it bombed like totally. It it, it was supposed to be uh, like Pink Floyd's The Wall, and then it became something very different. Have you heard of that album? I have. Yeah. What do you think about it? No, I I, I didn't care for it. No, I, I, I didn't no. care. It, it, it's no surprise that it bombed. No, really. No, but but too many too many Kiss fans, including myself, I think it's it's. Uh, it's grown on me throughout the years, but I, it's like the weakest point in, in Kiss's career. Uh, I, I think so too, but, but it's, it's, there's something there. But anyway, going, going ahead to 1982, when, when the, the record company said, you, you guys need to do something more with like heavy metal or, or at least rock and roll music because this won't fly anymore. So, so they decided to go into the studio and 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 cut some some uh, studio tracks for the Killers compilation, and uh, he did a phenomenal job. Uh, even 
then because they called him up, of course, because Ace was out of it completely by then. So Bob came in as a as a knight in shiny armor and and did his part because you could he was someone you could really depend on doing his part and and he was uh, as you said not a well known performer uh, in a band but he was a great musician and uh, he was he was there when when they needed and and it's sort of like i i read in in an interview uh that because it, it took like until the late i think it it was late 90s perhaps in 2000 or something like that that gene actually went out full blown and said well it's bob who plays on on those tracks and and gave him credit for alive too and and the killers and 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 so forth so he he was there and they they asked asked bob how in the hell could you keep that a secret and he said it's out of respect for those guys because they gave me a job and they believed in me and i want to help them out because i really digged how they thought about music so so um so that's that's why he he kept himself like unknown to the broader audience but like a working horse you you can call him up and you, and you knew exactly what what you, what to expect when when he showed up so that was really cool yeah i feel like though they they kind of made him the second string yeah you know like yeah. He, he wasn't all like I, I don't know why they never made him part of the band no me neither uh, um let, uh, this is like a really nerdy stuff. It, I was talking to um, a friend of mine the other day, and it was sort of like, do, "Do you know if he had hair back in '72, or was he bald <laughs> even then? Was that the issue?" Or and some some there are some stories that he didn't like the makeup, and that's why he uh, and 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 whatnot. But it's sort of like. Hmm, I don't know. Uh, and we'll never know now. And it's all like, no. well, it doesn't matter. But but it's he kept his ground. And even though his younger brother, Bruce Kulik, became a member of KISS uh, from 1984 until 1995, he, he was still there, supportive, uh, still met... Uh, Paul and Gene, off and on. And Paul Stanley went on his first soul tour in, in 1989. And who did he call? He called Bob, of course, <laughs> because he, he, he played lead guitar on, on Paul's solo from 1978. And, and, and so that's, that's why he, he did all mm. those stuff so, so, so real good. Uh, and so, yeah, of course... Uh, he, he's there from, but from the broader audience point of view, and he, he's 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 not that well known. I I, I talked to, to some people that are not into Kiss, and I said, "Well, Bob Kulick died," and and they said, "Who who's Bob Kulick? Uh, does he have anything to do with Bruce? Yeah, it's his brother, big brother. So even there." It's some sort of like a, a glitch between them that 
the younger brother became a member of Kiss, but it it didn't. Yeah. Seem- now, how did that happen? It, well, I, I, the, yeah, <laughs> that kind of blows my mind. That why why didn't they just hire Bob instead uh, of his brother Bruce? Like, how did that come about? I think uh, that's when, uh, bluntly, and no disrespect to Bob at all, but it's the the image. I think it had to do with image. They had to have a, have a guy with hair. I I think so because they made people dye their hair, grow their hair, do all weird shit you can think about. So, and there, I, there is a thing called wigs. Yes, and Gene Simmons <laughs> have used them quite often. Uh, off and on from if you look at actually when Bruce came into the band in 1984 Gene is wearing a wig because he, he did all those uh, TV movies with Tom Selleck and so forth and he's wearing a wig uh, so so it's yeah well you know he's Gene Simmons <laughs> need, need I say more but, it, no, but it's nope. <laughs> no. but it's the, the story goes that that when when it got time for for uh, Vinnie Vincent at the time to go, and they had some really big issues with him, uh, it was actually Bob who told Paul and Jean, "Hey, listen, you sh- you should think about my younger brother Bruce, because uh, they played together in in Meatloaf, uh, and they toured with Meatloaf both of them uh, at the same time." Uh, so, uh, and he's a really good guitar player and you should check him out. And so they did. And he was, and there is very much similarity between the two of them because Bruce Kulich is, is a working horse like Bob. And he's a really nice guy. I met him a couple of times and, and you can really feel it when, when you're around him, it's sort of like, oh man, he's a good guy. You can sit down and have a beer with this guy and and talk for hours and it and it would be really fun and he's not a rock star at all he he knows his part in the history and he's played his cause very well during all all the years when he was not in kiss from ninety five until until till this day and 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 he's getting invited to to VIP parties and 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 whatnot, and he's still a big member of of, of the Kiss family. So uh, I I think that the Kulik brothers is they're in in there in in the uh, Kiss Story Hall of Fame as the working horses that that you could depend on to play. Would have been those. cool to have both of them play. Yeah, at the same time, you yeah. know, get that that uh, dual guitar going. Yeah, well. They, three they, guitars with uh, yeah. Paul, but yeah, but they they actually did the next best thing, and it's it's recorded on video, so I could watch it. And they did a Kiss cruise, and they had just done the Kiss cruise when when we met him in Vegas. They did that in November, like 2017, for uh, the Kiss cruise. They got invited to to do that. You, do you know what the Kiss cruise is? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, when all the Kiss nerds. Packed together in, in in a boat and, and kisses on there and they're playing a 
some auditorium on the boat and so forth. But actually, they, they formed the band, Bruce and, and Bob, with uh, Todd Kearns and Brent Fitz from the Conspirators, that place with Slash and Miles Kennedy. And mm. if you hear Todd Kearns sing, oh, man, oh, man, that guy can sing. Holy crap. Yeah. Just the high pitch stuff that Paul does even so. So it's fucking hell. That's a that's a great way to go. And and my God, a set list is crazy. They play it all American Man, Larger Than Life. Wouldn't you like to know me from Paul Solo? And tonight you belong mm-hmm. to me, nowhere to run, to name a few. And then they of course, they played some some newer stuff at Crazy Nights and, and so forth. But it's, uh, oh, man, you can see the Kulik brothers going going nuts over this. And he actually told me that they, they hadn't even rehearsed that many times before they did the Kiss Chorus. Because b- both Brent and, and Todd were big Kiss fans, so they knew the songs by heart. So they they didn't have to to practice a lot, so... So they went ahead and, and did that Kiss Cruise, and it, it's sort of like, oh man, you should see this on YouTube, the, the full show. You can, can look it up, um, Bruce, Bruce and Bob Kulik on the, on the Kiss Cruise in 2017. So it's, well, we'll um, get that in the, the show notes if I can find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it to the show notes so yeah. people can go watch it because that, that sounds cool. I'd, I'd like to see that. Yeah. But hearing me talk about because because I was thinking this is a nerdy thing. Do, do you. Did you even know the, the stories about about uh, Kiss Alive and, and Paul Solo that that Bob played a part in it, or or was it because it's it's me? I'm a Kiss nerd. I know <laughs> I know stuff that everybody's looking at me. Why do you know so much stuff that isn't worth knowing? But it's worth for me. I like to I like to know shit. I like to 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 pick everybody's brain and who was there back in the day from from the get-go what really happened in the loft right because so there's know about the public it? story and then yeah. there's the real story yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i had no idea about bob until i think we were talking before vegas yeah actually and i think he came up in the conversation i i didn't know anything about him at the time so i uh, just bruce you know, I just yeah. knew about his brother. Yeah. So, no, it, it's interesting to to see again how this guy that nobody knows about him really, and but we've all heard him play. We've all yeah. heard his contributions and what he's done in in music, and I, I think that's a a shame, really. Yeah. I I I, I wish Kiss would have given him a bigger role in that, or at least given him the credit went at the, at the time and not after the fact. Yeah. But it's sort of like, I, I, I know what, I know what you mean, but, but I, I being there in, in 1977, when they released Kiss Alive 2 and, and the band was falling apart, like literally falling apart and, and, trying to go out and face that saying, well, we're not actually a band. We just made this live album and it's sort of like we're, we're not actually, I think our drummer is in the band. Uh, I don't know because we, we can't find him. 
because he's like mm. fucked up on, on coke or whatever. We think our guitar, he's drunk somewhere. We can't find him either. So, and could, could you imagine your life work with, I mean, for Paul and Gene going down the drain because people wouldn't show up to, to do a recording? And then you had to go up publicly and say, we're, we don't know if we can do this anymore. And it's sort of like they released their first album in 1974 and in 1976 already on Destroyer, Ace wouldn't show up to, to do some mm. guitar parts on there. So, so it's, it's a guy called Dick Wagner who, who plays some of some of the, of the guitar on, on destroyer so so like interesting yeah it really is so like two now years. Do, do you think this factors in because you you hear both paul and especially gene say that you know kiss could live on forever and it may not include anybody original members from kiss do, do you think this sort of influenced this thinking or do you think that's just posturing by these guys that Think that this thing can live on forever uh well i thought about it i don't know if it's that's the business side of them talking or they think as kiss as the phenomenon that that lives on forever because kiss is always being there for so many people uh, it, it's like a, a friend of mine he, he told me that do you see a convention for Motley Crue? Do you see a convention for for Pink Floyd? Do you see a, a expo for 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 the for Judas Priest? Do you see people coming together here and there doing crazy shit together just as fans? No. Iron Maiden so, mini golf. Yeah, Iron <laughs> Maiden. Yeah, you see. But it's sort of like they got these big expos and conventions for, for KISS fans uh, from all over the world. I mean, people get married at these conventions and, and, and so forth. And it, it's crazy. It's, a, it's got a life of its own. And, and mm -hmm. when I was in, involved in, in, in a club for, for a, almost a decade here in Malmo, uh, at a, rock, a big rock club here, I could always, because if we were low on attendances at this club, I could always pull up the KISS card and say, well, let's do a KISS, do a KISS expo or do some, some cover shit and do a full night with KISS and fucking hell, people would show up. They came from <laughs> Denmark and they came from Norway. We haven't even had uh, um, uh, some guys that that came from from Germany because we we did an ad in in um, uh, the Kiss Army fan club in in the magazine and they got a whiff of it and then came from Germany. So it's 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 and it's not even Kiss. We're playing records and we have a a tribute band that plays and and um, there is uh, dealers that 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 come and, and, and sell their stuff. And, and it's sort of like it's... So I, I actually don't know what they mean by it, but it's... 
I think that since they made it public that even back in 1976, it was not the four of them that played on an album. And it's so like, what the hell? It's two years after they released their first album. And, and of course, they released like two, two, two a year, two albums a year. So it, it's a lot of records in, but still, I mean, not to be mm-hmm. able to, to maintain the, like the four of them in 1976. And like in 1977, they were like the biggest band in the world. And they had to, to bring in some other characters to, to, to do parts. And, and, and Bob Kulik was one of them. So I actually don't know if it's real talk, crash talk, or business talk. I don't know. But I, I could mm. see, see some, some younger kids going in and get picked like, you know, some, some, some sort of like a talent show. Pick one Paul Stanley, one Gene Simmons, one Peter Chris, and one S. Frehley <laughs> and freaking do with it. And, and then you got, got Paul and Gene as consultants and, and then you go like the full Monty all over again. It it wouldn't surprise or would it be completely all. new characters? <clears throat> no, I don't think so. No, 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 no. no you oh. think it'd be like they they try to redo the the original characters? Yeah, I think so. It, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me at all. It would scare me though, but it, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> so so um well well you know it's kiss. It's you kiss. Gotta, you gotta it love is. them or hate them. You can do what they're. Ever the hell you like, because I love them. (laughs) Well, there you go. Yeah. And with that, you know, cheers to Bob Kulik for the music. Yeah, cheers, Bob. And uh, all that good stuff that he he did throughout his musical career. And being the unknown guy out there, kicking some ass and giving us the music we didn't know we deserved. Yeah, and just pay him a tribute since since he he left this world way too early. So, mm-hmm. so thank you, Bob. Really. Yeah. Yes, thank you. And with that, we'll bid you guys farewell, and we'll see you guys next week. Later. Later. This has been Sounds on Vinyl, hosted by Mike Svensson and Phil Boyer. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and follow at Sounds on Vinyl on Instagram. Sounds on Vinyl is produced by Boozehound Productions. Music by Grand Reserva. Visit soundsonvinyl.com for official merch and stuff you won't find anywhere else. <laughs>